Hello, hello everybody and welcome. I'm your host Ariane. I'm a tarot reader, an astrologer and a psychosynthesis life coach and you are listening to the seventh episode of the Neptunian Serenity podcast. In today's episode we'll be doing a tarot reading on the theme of a message from your ancestors for especially for the sign of Virgo sun moon rising. So hello, welcome Virgos. Hope you're well. Thank you for being here. Um, Today we are going to get a message from your ancestors. This is the sixth installment in my message from your ancestors series. That's right, I'm doing an entire series, meaning every single sign is getting their own episode and their own reading exactly like the one, well, a bit different, but the similar format and theme that we have for you today. So I hope you're excited. This also means that you can also uh, listen to your two other signs, right? Because they're all meant for sun, moon, rising. But personally, for this series, um, because of the theme, I really like recommend and advise you to listen to your moon sign if you weren't planning on doing that, if this isn't already your moon sign, because I think that one, because of the theme, uh, is going to like resonate uh, even more, okay? But obviously, you do whatever you want, and regardless of whether Virgo is in your big three, this should resonate, because that's the intent I put behind it for Sun, Moon, Rising, Okay? But make sure that you um, don't miss out on the next of the rest of the series, right? Or my next series, if you know you're listening to this in the future and I've already finished this series, my idea is to keep going and make a series a bit like this every single month with a new theme. Uh, and the theme would be connected to the zodiac season that we're in at that moment. So right now it's Scorpio season and a Scorpio, se- Scorpio is about ancestors because it is about death and about mediumship and things like that. So that is the part of the Scorpio archetype that I decided I wanted to kind of extrapolate on to do this series. So that's the theme for this month. I actually did my first series like this last month but it was on my YouTube because I didn't have the podcast yet. So it was a love reading series for Libra season. If you want to check that out, just go on my YouTube, Neptunian Serenity. I will link it in the description of the episode as well. Um, And I have some ideas for my next series as well for Sagittarius season and then Capricorn season, even Aquarius season. But, you know, I want to keep the mystery and I also want to give myself the space and opportunity to uh, change my mind if by then I have something else than my current idea that just feels more right and more aligned, okay? But make sure that you... Don't miss out if you like the way that I read, if you like these readings, follow the podcast so and hit the, the bell so that you can get notifications when every time that I upload. I also uh, do or will do uh, talking uh, episodes where I talk about astrology or where I just do personal opinion stuff most of the time about self-development because that's the theme, okay? So with that out of the way, I think I've said everything I wanted to say. Um, oh, just to clarify, the concept of ancestors obviously refers to people who have been uh, alive as human beings, who are part of your lineage, whether far, far, far away or more recent past, and who have passed on, and when they have passed on, they have uh, kept their soul and they have left their human body and human ego behind them, so now they have become a spiritual entity who has that kind of higher perspective and wisdom and understanding of the universe that we human beings here on earth don't necessarily have and uh, they often like to watch over us and guide us in a very loving way so that is the kind of message that we are going to get today and um, 
when we call on to your ancestors for their messages just going they're going to show up as a like collective there's not going to be anyone specific that shows up or tries to identify themselves um but if you do you know the concept of ancestors can also include people that you have known in this lifetime like family members who have passed on but uh to be qualified as like ancestors they have to have been older than you and at least one generation up okay so if you have lost like a sibling or a cousin or someone like that uh i mean i'm sure they're probably with you spiritually as well but they're just not going to come through when we ask for your ancestors okay so i think we're ready to just get into your reading now let's go Virgo, let's just get into your reading now that we've got all the little details and explanation out of the way with the intro. So, we are asking for a message from your ancestors, and it can be many, many different things. What I like about asking something like this is that it keeps the uh, reading very open to pretty much anything that could come through, and I like to use pretty open questions when I do these zodiac series because obviously I have to do like 12 different readings so I want them to be hopefully different and until now they have been and with yours I mean you are the sixth sign of the zodiac so I'm doing uh, it in order so you are the sixth one that I am recording so after you I will have done the halfway mark and until now they've been pretty different and every single one has been really insightful and really uh, exciting for me to do and for, for hopefully the people who are listening to them as well. So okay, I have pre-pulled three oracle cards to start with. They are face down, they are from the Moonology Oracle. I did peek like one of them, but the other two I don't know what they are and we are going to start with those and discover them at the same time, okay? So the first message that your ancestors are giving to you is the void of course moon nothing will come of this situation interesting it did come out in reverse as well which i don't always interpret as like oh it means the opposite but um it could be i don't want to i don't know yet that's going to depend for me on like the other cards and the rest of your reading um but this is either that there's something going on in your life where there there is nothing that will come of this situation or that your ancestors are kind of advising you not to hope too much and not to put all your eggs in one basket is what i'm getting yeah because i think if you're putting your eggs all in one basket you're kind of giving your power away or you are allowing yourself to depend on somebody else or something else or something that is outside of anyone's control and you don't necessarily want to give that something external of yourself that much power over you because if it goes wrong it could be just completely devastating so your ancestors want you to um rethink that a little bit but maybe you already know what this is about, maybe not, but we're going to get more details to see what's going on here. I did like put it on the table upright after I saw it because I most of the time I don't really read reversals for these cards for this like this oracle deck, but um I did want to take note that it did come out in reverse. And PSA, if you want to see your cards, um you actually can because um 
after I finish recording an episode, I do a video of the spread where I show all the cards. Well, the spread as it is, sometimes I have some cards over at others so they're a bit hidden, but you know, you see the spread, you see most of the cards. And when the episode goes live on the podcast, I, or um, you know, within the same day, maybe not at the same exact moment, but within the same day or so, I make it into a reel on my Instagram, at Neptunia.Serenity, which you should follow me on there. And I put it in one of my profile highlights, it's called podcasts. So if you want to see your cards, you can always look at them there. Because I know that's kind of like the only downside of listening to a tarot reading instead of seeing it. Is that you don't get to see the cards. But um, the message is the most important thing, the one that I'm relaying. And, and if I have to, you know interpret something based on like the imagery i'm going to tell you what what it looks like and what it's giving me but this monology deck is pretty very popular and very mainstream so if you are kind of like an adept of tarot readings oracle readings you've probably seen it online before maybe you have it yourself if you read yourself um yeah maybe you could even just google the cards pretty easily like lord of course moon monology oracle or something but um yeah anyway My tea is almost cold. <laughs> okay, let's just reveal your second card now. Are all of these cards in reverse? They are. Okay, hold on. We have a full moon in Aries, a fiery climax approaches. Hmm. Okay. A fiery climax approaches in reverse. It's like, yeah, it's like you're putting too much hope into something. And right now I'm not really getting an answer or whether yes or no it's going to happen. But it's like your ancestors are telling you like, that's not what matters right now. That's not what we have to tell you. Maybe you've been like listening to or looking for tarot readings that are like going to tell you like, yes, it's going to happen. Or no, it's not going to happen because you like really want to know. But it's like. You're not simply meant to know, it's fine. I mean, I'm sure it feels uncomfortable and you want to know. But that listen, that's part of life, that's part of being human. We can't and shouldn't predict everything. Um, but your ancestors are telling you like, what we have to tell you and what's like, what actually matters in this situation is not whether or not it's going to happen. It's how much you're going to... You, you, let it impact your moods and how you feel about yourself what you make it mean about you or about life that's the issue here and that's the part that you have power and control over and that's what your that's what your ancestors want to highlight today okay let's reveal your last card your last pre-pulled card also in reverse, of course. I'm putting all these upright when I put them down on the table, but they did come out reverse. Very interesting. We have the south node. This is the one that I peaked before like I started like, recording. This is the south node, and it says, don't let your past hold you back. Hmm. And I do want to say when I'm recording this, um, there was an eclipse not too long ago, like an, a week ago. Yeah, like a week ago. Um, I mean, this episode is going to go live in a few days, but I mean, the eclipse energy is still kind of relevant here. And, um, 
eclipses are connected to the lunar nodes, if you don't know, the north node and the south node. Um, and eclipses, astrologically, uh, in our lives, they can really represent big changes, sometimes sudden, sometimes really intense, but typically very faded as well. Like there's, you know, sometimes in the universe, things are meant to be shaken up. Things are meant to break apart. Things are meant to uh, suddenly have victory or suddenly work out, you know, whichever it may be. It's not inherently good or bad. Um, but it's typically stuff that is meant to happen. And, you know, sometimes stuff are meant to happen kind of like on like a slower period. And then sometimes it's like, okay, no, this is this should happen like now. Or this has been like waiting and waiting and waiting for way too long. Like it, you have to cut it off now or you have to do it now. And whatever that may be that's like this in your life, the eclipses are going to like, uh, like bringing a big change surrounding that. Um, yeah, okay. And if you're listening to this like a long time in the future after I am recording this, then feel free to look up when the next eclipse or well, when the eclipse of uh, the year you're currently in are. Okay, because they're every six months. Okay, interesting. And actually, um, yeah, actually, you know, well, right now the North Node is in Taurus, the South Node is in Scorpio, but next year in June, I believe, around that time, I don't know the exact date, around June 2023, the nodes are going to change sign and the North Node will be in Aries, the South Node will be in Libra. So here we have full moon in Aries and then south node. So there could be um, an eclipse season during Aries season or just an eclipse in Aries during Libra season. Like if you're listening to this, like between June 2023 and like either the end of 2024 or the beginning of 2025, when the nodes are in Aries Libra, um, that could be that your situation is connected to like the eclipses happening around the time where you're at. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's just keep going. Okay. Let's actually, um, pull the tarot now. And, um, first, the first deck I'm going to be using is a very special one because it's actually a very small deck and it only has the major arcana. So like the, you know, 20 sec 22 major arcanas because it's not solely meant to be, uh, well, it's like not a tarot deck that's sold like in like a big, uh, like it's not like a hay house deck or anything like that. It's more like a merch because it's an, an artist called Niki de Saint-Fal who made these illustrations and these creations, also these sculptures of the, all the major arcana. Uh, and they made cards with them. Uh, it's what is it? In Giardino dei Tarocci, something like that. Like the it means like the Garden of Tarot, Tarot cards. Okay. Um, all right, because there is like a garden, which is like a little park of like sculptures in somewhere in Italy, where this artist uh, actually built sculptures representing every single major arcana. And apparently it's still there, but I've never been yet, so uh, very exciting. But I uh, got gifted these tarot cards, um, 
yeah okay look at me going on a whole tangent about it because i just want to tell you which deck i'm using and also i wanted to tell you like you're going to get major arcanas here because that's the only thing that's going on here so <laughs> message from virgo's ancestors please what do you have to tell virgo mm -hmm. okay we're gonna start with that So we have the moon, we have four cards here in front of me. The only one upright is the moon, which is also the first one that came out. We have the moon, we have the fool in reverse, the world in reverse, and judgment in reverse. Okay. And I do want, do I want to pull clarifiers right away? Yes, I do feel called to do that. Okay, so we're going to, with the moon there's definitely something hidden, there's something, you know, the moon represents the subconscious, and I think this is probably also why um, your first three cards were in reverse, which is like, if this is the first time it happens to me, um, with all, like all of these readings, I use different decks, not only this one for this, for each sign, but all of these messages from your ancestors' readings, I've been pulling three oracle cards at the beginning and then starting with those and you're the first sign where it's happening to me that all the cards are in reverse and this is probably why you have so many reverse cards even with the, the other major arcana cards that i've already pulled is that this is um in your subconscious it's not because it means the opposite meaning necessarily uh it's because uh this is not conscious to you you're not realizing it and yeah okay so, Virgo's ancestors, please, what, what is this from their subconscious that they need to know, that they need to understand, that they need to make conscious, because, because obviously this is what's going on here. Okay, so what do they need to make conscious to understand? And now we've got a bit more uh, upright cards, so she needs a sign that we're going in the right direction here. Yeah, okay, very interesting. We have a lot of um, court cards. So I'm using the Rider Waite Tarot with this. At the bottom of the deck, we have the Three of Cups. We have the King of Cups, the Star, the Tower, the Page of Wands in reverse, the King of Wands upright, and the Nine of Pentacles. Okay. It's very interesting that we have... Um, You know, I said you have the moon upright, and then the other three, the full judgment and the world. You know, the judgment is the second to last card in the tarot. The world is the last one, and the fool is the first one. And um, the world represents completion, like a phase or a cycle of life completed, and the world, uh, the fool represents like new beginnings and new cycle. So it's almost like, yeah, the moon being the eighteenth card of the tarot, well, of the major arcana. It's like, because the idea is that with the Major Arcana, when you study the tarot, when you study the symbolism of each card, when you go through the entire Major Arcana in the order of the cards, you have like the entire, the entire fool's journey. And you can like see how they're all connected to each other and they're kind of like one, like each a phase 
uh, a chronological phase of uh, just the fool's journey and understanding who he is and the, the kind of quest that he's going on, right? It's very symbolic and very kind of, um, uh, kind of like a myth, kind of. Um, and he, what I'm getting here is that you are not able to get to the judgment and then the world, which are, which are the last steps, and then move onward or forward with a new phase or a new cycle or a new endeavor because you're stuck at the moon which is your subconscious and also shadow work it's like there is some shadow work that you are avoiding to do or that you're not you're you know and it's not necessarily like um like oh you're not even capable of doing it it's not that way it's like i think some of you are genuinely lost here and don't really don't see or don't understand what's happening which is very common most human beings are very not conscious of their subconscious which i'm you know that's the concept i of course but they don't even realize that they have a subconscious and that sometimes it acts in ways that um isn't necessarily beneficial to them and they don't you know you know all human beings sometimes we do stuff or we say stuff without really understanding or realizing what our true motivations or reasons behind doing that was and that's because that comes from our subconscious. But the idea of shadow work, which is, a, you know, first from, comes from Carl Jung's um, definition of the shadow and shadow work, is to make the subconscious conscious, okay? It's that, it's a work because it's called work because it's uncomfortable, because the shadow wants to just keep unconscious, because our shadow, it's not just something that we're born with, that just exists, exists there, it's stuff parts of ourselves that we have rejected uh, sometimes in our life because we saw it as uh, bad or as not acceptable or as embarrassing or something we didn't want to be and we didn't want to accept that we may have those qualities and those traits within ourselves so we would rather just push it back to like you know the backseat of our of our psyche and our consciousness to avoid that discomfort instead of like try to face it and get curious about it and ask it why are you there why do you do this uh, do you have like an unfulfilled need that we need to that we could meet so that you can actually kind of integrate within the rest of my personality in a more harmonious way okay that's essentially what shadow work is um and throughout our life we just benefit we benefit a lot from uh, doing that shadow work and going to our own subconscious and really questioning our own motives and why we're doing things and what kind of pattern that we're in and you know where we come from in a way of like how our past has shaped who we are and the way we see the world and way that, the way that we interact with the world and that kind of stuff okay so yeah i feel like explaining all of that because i think you you might genuinely be very very new at shadow work or be very new to the concept of it don't really understand it maybe you've never even heard of it um, or you've heard of it, or you, it's kind of elusive to you, don't really know what it is or how it's done. Well, I do shadow work, well, you know, personally, and also in my professional practice as a life coach, and even like tarot reader and astrologer, I do shadow work, help my clients do shadow work, uh, support them through it, so that's why I can give you that definition, <laughs> and if you're interested in exploring this uh, deeper and further, feel free to, you can work with me one-on-one -on -one if you'd like to. Um, okay, so... What did I want to do? Because I took a one of the booklets. 
but then I was like, what was I going to do with this? Oh wow, okay, so the judgment card from the uh, like Garden Tarot, Garden of Tarot Tarot, the judgment card, there's not really a definition for uh, when it's reversed, but I was curious to see how it was written in this booklet. Um, it also speaks of like what the card actually looks like. It says, in this card, three figures rise from a tomb, that of the child, the middle-aged, and the old-aged. They represent the three parts of ourselves that must merge into one. The angel urges us not to judge others, but to write ourselves, rise up, and... No, unite ourselves, sorry. Oh, that. why did I say right? I mean, that's what I wrote. Um, that's what I read. But maybe there's something about writing for you. Maybe journaling to do shadow work. Maybe you are a writer. Maybe you want to be a writer. Mm, maybe writing is just a really healing way for you to express yourself. Very interesting. Maybe like channeled messages. You could do like automatic writing to do shadow work. Perhaps with you channel. Okay, it says the angel urges us not to judge others, but to unite ourselves, rise up, and become one. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was talking about, right? The integration of the different parts of your personality. And that's really, you know, what I do uh, as a psychosynthesis life coach. Was, that's what psychosynthesis is. It's, it's about parts work. If you ever heard of internal family systems psychotherapy, that does a lot of parts work. It's actually mostly based on psychosynthesis, which was around already, like, 70 years prior to internal family systems. Um... Yeah, it does. It's it's about considering different parts of the personality as their own entity within ourselves that have different personality traits, different needs, different desires, different wants, different fears. And when we actually kind of dialogue with those parts, we can uh, not, instead of rejecting them or trying to fix them, just meet them at their level and, you know, help fulfill their needs or help reassure them and therefore help integrate them into a synthesis of the personality. That's why it's called psychosynthesis. So if you're interested in that, I think it could be really helpful for you right now. You can, uh, I mean, obviously work with me as a coach, psychosynthesis life coach. You can work with someone else who does psychosynthesis, or you can look into psychosynthesis yourself. There are some uh, books about it. So just, it's written like it's pronounced. So psycho, like psychology, psychosynthesis, just in one word. So I invite you to look into that. Um, yeah, because it's like, I think you may have what's going on here, you may have not just rejected certain parts of yourself, but you may have kind of repressed uh, periods of your life, like entire periods of your life, potentially childhood, or I mean, I don't know, it depends also like how old you are, um, if you're like 60 years old, where there's more like a options for you of peers of your life where you could have like repressed and if you're like 22 um but yeah that's kind of like the message right now there's parts of yourself and parts of your life that are not integrated and because of that they're in your shadow and you're acting out from your shadow in a way that's not beneficial to you that's the core of the message from the ancestors today and they want to help you make the core of the pattern the core of this specific issue um, conscious you so that you don't uh, continue acting in a way that's not beneficial for you. Uh, it's not about you doing the right thing or the bad or the or the wrong thing. It's not about you being smart enough, not smart enough. It's just about you, um, taking care of yourself and not like self sabotaging or something like that. Oh, okay, interesting that I said that. That I said that self self sabotage. Um. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, oh my god, yeah, that would make so much sense that you have repressed your childhood. I just I do think there's something about childhood here. Because in the Rider Waite cards that I pulled, like at the bottom of the spread, the only reversed one is the Page of Wands. Which is does represent like a more can represent a child, right? Like a um more childlike immature energy and often can represent an actual child. But then the thing is it's not and I because we also have the King of Wands upright right next to it, I was like, okay, this isn't a, a I knew the meaning of this this page of wands in reverse and your spread here and your reading here wasn't that it was like, oh, you're immature when it comes to like themes connected to the wands in tarot because you have the king of wands so there's like a part of you that has like mastered these things but then you also have that like repressed like blocked page of wands energy which is very like fascinating um yeah with the tower here and the star there could be something about like oh yeah okay um because I think where you are right now at the moment, whichever moment you're listening, however old you are, you are pretty mature. You do have many great things going on for you internally and externally. You could have like, I think you're, you know, you have good money. You're at a good place in your career, right? Because you have the Nine of Pentacles and the King of Wands. Like, that's really awesome. Um, but then there's also this like repressed emotional childhood stuff here with the Page of Wands in reverse. And then what I'm getting with the rest of the cards here, uh, Tower Star and the King of Cups is um, intuitively um, something like a really big change that happened at one time in your childhood. I mean, it could be so many different things. It could be that you had always lived in the same place and then suddenly your parents were like, we're moving and you had no choice, no control over that. So that was traumatic. It could be that, uh, I don't know, your parents got divorced or that... Um, I don't know, someone in your family passed away, or your dog passed away, or, you know, whatever it was, it was something about, like, a sudden big change that you had no control and no power over that was really uncomfortable and really traumatic for you, and, um, and the thing is, you weren't able to process your emotions at that moment because, um, with the king of cups, you know, yes, king of cups is supposed to be mature energy, but the king of cups is also an energy of like keeping their emotions at bay and keeping them very private within themselves, not really expressing those emotions. So I think that you weren't, either you were socialized or brought up or told in that exact situation to like not express your emotions, or you just didn't know how, were never shown how to do that. Maybe you had parents who also didn't show emotions. Maybe it's a thing of like gendered socialized stuff. So if you're like, um, if you're a man or you were socialized as a man, you know, assigned um, um, male at birth, um, it, it could be that you were told like men don't cry or you just, uh, you saw like your mom and your sister if you had one crying, but you never saw your dad cry. So that was like weird for you. You didn't really understand or you thought like, oh, well, that's not something that men do. Um essentially like you had a lot of emotions to express and to get out of your system and you just didn't because you just couldn't or you didn't have the tools to or you didn't have the um outlet to do so with the king of cups so then it just like and you went like a sponge and just like absorbed all of it into your into your subconscious mind so it's all there right um 
And it's time to heal that and starting to go look for that. Uh, we didn't mention uh, writing before, so maybe that could be something helpful for you in this process. Um, is there something else here? I'm also getting like, and that's something I never really noticed, but like with the King of Cups on the card, um, and it's not necessarily his body that's drawn that way, but with his cape and everything, I just keep thinking that he's very like wide physically. And I'm getting that if you are quite big physically, um, like not just muscles or your like um, build, right? I don't want to say overweight because that's very like uh, diet culture kind of thing, but you know, um, like if you are bigger physically, um, I'm getting that this could be connected to this because you repress those emotions. You know, it's kind of like thinking about uh, weight or, you know, physical stuff on, in a like psychosomatic way of thinking that like when physical ills or changes in the body happen, it can be connected to like a, an emotional thing. And a lot of the time people who are bigger physically, it's because like they have a lot of like um, unprocessed pain or unprocessed emotions and they literally get bigger to like it's all subconscious of course but to like protect themselves it's like a big shell for their body for their self so if that is you um i'm getting a message that this could be connected to this um so yeah as you process this maybe you would lose weight but that shouldn't be like that's not really the main the main point here shouldn't necessarily be your goal but i mean hey if that motivates you uh, to <laughs> go look at this and um then sure uh, but your ancestors just wanted you to know that it could be connected or if you're like bigger and you have been caught up in diet culture at some point in your life and you feel like you've tried everything and you just were never really able to lose weight or never in the way that you wanted to or never in a way that was sustainable it was because this was still um this uh, pain was still uh caught up in your in your in your emotional body yeah wow okay this is a very straightforward message because I almost feel, I mean, I guess I shouldn't doubt myself like that, but um, because I feel like the other signs, the other readings, sometimes I talked for, I mean, I, I've been talking for like, you know, 30 minutes, so, you know, it's still pretty long, but some of the other signs, it was like 55 minutes reading and I almost feel like I'm done to almost, like I'm, no, I'm, I almost feel like I'm ready to almost be, like almost finish the reading and I'm, I'm like what i almost feel like i should pull more or say more i don't know maybe you have a pattern like that where you often feel like you didn't say enough or you always forget to say something and that's why i'm feeling that way because i'm picking up on your energy but i'm like oh is it already done but i feel like it was very to the point and you know this is a very deeply rooted pattern for you so my reading isn't going to just heal it it's not going to do all the work. It's like the catalyst or, you know, me pushing like the first domino so that you continue your healing journey after that. It's just like uh, the start of it, um, which obviously I'm aware of. So that's I think that's also why you don't really need me to just go on and on and on about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you don't have a therapist or a coach or, you know, a healer or something like that, someone who could help you out, I think that would be great for you. Um, again, I did uh, say psychosynthesis could be great for you, so either like read up on it, search for a professional, that can be me, it can be someone else. Um, yeah, okay. 
but we are going to finish off the reading with two oracle cards from the messages from the mermaids oracle i'm going to pull two and we are actually going to read from the booklet um to get the message and then that's going to be it pretty much so all right wow to the point love that to the point and at the same time very deep and very like precise like i love that because sometimes when i do readings like um it takes like a longer time for the message to really like come to the surface or for me to really grasp like what's actually going on because there's a lot of layers to the situation or it's like super like deeply like buried that like it takes a while before it comes up but like and yes this is deep within your subconscious but it was ready to be the hag was ready ready to hatch it was ready to come up to the surface and your ancestors were like this is it this is the moment and of course the card falls and i mess up my spread how annoying um <laughs> okay hold on so we've got our first card but let me pull a second one um yeah wow love that um i just mean like love this for you this reading because i think it's going to be really but really beneficial for you and if you're here, it's probably because you're ready to hear it. You know, I think you've been probably even sensing that there's something that's been happening or there's something coming up to the surface for you um, in your own awareness of yourself, but you can really put your uh, finger on it and, well, this is it. So, yay. Okay. So the two cards that we have today, we have Relaxation and Dreaming. Ooh. And I know the deck is messages from the mermaids. Obviously, this is a message from your ancestors. But I mean, who knows if you dream about it, right? Dreaming, ha ha ha. Maybe you have ancestors who are mermaids. <laughs> I mean, who knows? I don't know. Maybe your like, great, 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 great grandma was Ariel, the little mermaid. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> your ancestors speaking through these cards they don't care whichever it may be whether it's a freaking dragon or a mermaid or a i don't know whichever oracle decks are out there okay <laughs> but let's read the message from your first mermaid card relaxation let me get to the page mm -mm 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 -mm. okay it's time for some rest and recuperation have you been overdoing things or working too hard? If so, relaxation is required now. Recharge and relax. That was just the first little tidbit. So let me read the full, full message here. Let's take the time to do it. I feel called to like really take the time. And I feel like that's connected to like the actual message. Like take the time to really like sit down and do things and just live and breathe. Maybe even like take some time to meditate make some time to meditate i don't even want you to be like i don't have time it's a question of priority love and i don't judge you of course if that's not what you choose but like you have to choose to make the time consciously okay mermaids know how to relax and this one is floating into your reading to say chill out have you been overdoing things recently perhaps you're feeling tired or overwhelmed when you set aside relaxation time you'll find that you're better equipped to handle the challenges of life. If you've been feeling stressed, this card appearing in your reading is an urgent call to stop what you're doing right now and relax. 
because relaxation is very healing and can alleviate many symptoms, mental and physical. Do you find it difficult to stop and relax? It's not uncommon to feel like this. Some of us feel the need to keep ourselves continually busy so as not to have, as not, so as, what? There's, okay, so as not to have to face our inner self. See, that's exactly your shadow work. If this resonates with you, then you might find a meditation class helpful. <laughs> I didn't even know if it was going to say that, I swear. But he, look, it's been twice now, so this is a sign for sure. Or you can go online and find a guided relaxation or listen to therapeutic sounds of nature, especially of the sea. The sound of waves has a soothing and hypnotic effect, helping you to feel calmer and in a more relaxed state. There are plenty of videos on the internet you can watch for free also. If you have people around you who are a little hyperactive, firstly look at their diet, as food can have a huge effect on energy levels. Too much sugar, for instance, can send your system into overdrive. Have you heard the term sugar rush? So start by looking at foods that calm the system and start by eliminating processed sugar from your meals and snacks. Okay, that last part was a bit weird. Um, obviously, you know, sure, that can be a sign to look at your diet. But like, first of all, wasn't like the, the like sugar rush stuff like debunked, like scientifically? And either way, like there is saying hyperactive, but it's like many people are hyperactive because they have ADHD, which is, and it's not because of sugar. It's not because of like anything else. It's not because there's anything wrong. It's just how their brain is naturally. So I, I don't know, that felt a bit weird and ignorant, but anyway, um, felt important to mention it, to not necessarily pathologize the people who are hi- hyperactive around you or yourself. If you are, if you have ADHD or if you think you may have it, because fun fact, did you know that uh, most people, although a lot of people think ADHD is overdiagnosed, actually widely underdiagnosed, and I think it's estimated that about seventy-five percent of adults with ADHD don't know that they have it, and when you have it, you have it for your entire life. Okay, that was my little spiel on that. Uh, I'm very passionate about it because I myself only realized uh, recently in adulthood that I have it, um, and I wish I would have known earlier if more, if you know if the medical field and society at large was more knowledgeable about what ADHD actually is and how it presents, but anyway. Okay, dreaming. Pay attention to your dreams. Keep a notepad and pen by your bed so you can write down your dreams when you wake up. Or maybe that was like the, the that's why we did talked about the writing stuff. Okay, let me read the full thing. This daydreamer is saying there's a strong message in your dreams right now. Writing down your dreams can also help you to decipher any hidden meanings. Both night dreams and daydreams can manifest into reality when you combine them with practical action. Maybe you're not remembering your dreams or not dreaming at all due to disturbed sleep patterns. If this is the case, avoid caffeinated drinks three hours before going to bed and instead have calming drinks like chamomile tea. Try putting lavender bags under your pillow to aid deep sleep or place essential oils in a diffuser in your bedroom to help your you drift off. Or listen to guided meditations or relaxation music, which can aid deep, peaceful sleep and encourage dreams to flow. Were you always daydreaming at school? Many creative people daydream as this is where the seeds of their dreams start to sprout and grow in this reality. But if you find yourself daydreaming too frequently, make sure you're eating properly and getting enough sleep. Try grounding yourself using one of the techniques described earlier. 
oh, it's a, it's a CPH14 where we're not going to do that. Um, so you're going to have to figure it out, <laughs> which one works for you. Dreaming and daydreaming can both be a form of escapism. Maybe there are things going on in your life that you wish to avoid, things that are too painful. Releasing your fears through dreaming is just one of the ways your body can protect you in these circumstances. If your dreams are causing you concern, remember they are a subconscious way of releasing worries. You could also try avoiding trigger foods like cheese before bedtime. Cheese, that just seems so random. Clearly this person who made this deck cares a lot about diet and you know, I don't really think, I don't necessarily think that, you know, uh, all of their advice is necessarily wrong. Also, this is your message, not like for me. Um, the thing I wanted, oh yeah, I wanted to mention, you know, it said like if you want to help your sleep to, you could have lavender bags or essential oils in a diffuser. Another trick or tip that I could uh, give you especially if you're like sensitive to like uh, smells right because like that could that could be what happens here with the examples that were given in the booklet uh, you can also use crystals okay not just any crystal because you know every crystal has a different property and different um energy and different intention like if you're using a crystal that's like meant to like give you energy you know don't do that it's not going to help you sleep but there are some um crystals that are meant for like relaxation and help you sleep and you can use uh one of those and like put a bit under your pillow or or within like your pillowcase um or even like by your bedside table and that can potentially help you sleep in a way that's like you don't get any smells or anything like that so um if you like that idea then take it with you but okay i don't think i have anything else to say about all of this um okay virgo thank you for being here that was your message hope you enjoyed hope this was insightful and helpful if it was you can let me know by giving this podcast a five stars rating that really helps me out and helps new people and more people find this podcast if you want to keep up with what i do and get more readings from me you can make sure to follow the podcast and if you want to be notified every time i upload uh well every time a new episode goes live you can uh, hit the notification bell um you can follow me on instagram you can check out my youtube i'm at neptunia serenity everywhere if you'd like to tip me to thank me for this reading there's a link to do that in the description of the episode and also as i said if you'd like to uh work with work with me one-on-one i do tarot readings pretty much like this one i do channeled messages from deities i do astrology readings and I do life coaching, psychosynthesis life coaching, as I mentioned. So all of the uh, details and information about what exactly all of those offerings are and how you can book them will be at the link in the description of the episode. So check that out if you're interested. I'd love to meet you and work with you. Um, but either way, thank you for being here. I wish you the best. This was a great message from your ancestors. They love you. Hope it was helpful. And I hope to see you again soon. Have a good one. Bye.